Hello, St. Matthew family. My name is Father Ted Sill, and you're listening to our podcast, St. Matthew Moments, where we connect through Catholic conversations. The Holy Spirit has something for us today, so take a deep breath, clear your mind, and come connect with us. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of St. Matthew Moments, Conversations on Catholic Life. I'm Julie Ratliff from the St. Matthew Family Life Office. And I am so excited to have with me today, Ashley Allwine, our PSR coordinator, and Katie Reisinga, our baptism coordinator. Ashley, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your faith journey, how long you've been with St. Matthew? Yeah, for sure. Um, Like Julie mentioned, my name is Ashley Allwine, and I am the PSR coordinator at St. Matthew. I've actually been here, this is my third year um, at St. Matthew. I was born and raised in Central in a small farm area called Philo, Illinois. And I was raised uh, Catholic. We were definitely really committed to the Catholic faith, but, you know, we never missed a Sunday mass unless you were really sick. And, um, but I, I wouldn't say that we were super duper Catholic either. So my parents, my dad was raised Catholic and my mom actually converted to Catholicism. So they did a great job with just teaching us the faith. But in college is actually where I kind of had my uh, conversion apart, I guess you would say. So after high school, I actually went to the Illinois State University in Bloomington Normal, Illinois, and I got my degree in communications. And so, yeah, I guess in the beginning, a typical freshman and sophomore year trying to explore and figure out what freedom really was. But I kind of just kept falling into that typical sin, but was still attending mass by the grace of God. And uh, it was actually on a retreat in college um, at my Catholic Newman Center um, that I had my, my initial adult, I guess, conversion of heart. I didn't really feel like I was satisfied with life, and I just knew that there was more to the way I was living. So it was after that retreat, I really started looking at holiness and how am I living, like, in the direction to get me to heaven. And so after that retreat, I really just kind of made my way to just taking a better look at my faith life. And so it was actually after college that I really wanted to even dive deeper um, and serve the Lord because I just knew how wonderful the Lord had blessed me with so many things. And so I served um, what I thought would be a gap year before I started the workforce. So I got my degree in 2014 and I served with this ministry for my gap year um, called NET. It stands for the National Evangelization Teams. And this is a ministry that basically shares the gospel with teens across the nation, um, with high schoolers and middle schoolers. I ended up being there for four years total instead of just one gap year. In that time, I also met my husband, whose name is Anthony. And we, let's see, in my third year, we met in my fourth year uh, with that ministry. We did long distance and kind of just decided it would be best for us to continue our relationship, um, not in distance. So we decided that Columbus, Ohio would be the better place for us with community and just worship and uh, our faith life. So I moved here and let's see, that would be the summer of 2018. And I began um, at St. Matthew. I actually interviewed while I was visiting here one time. We were married. August 2019, and we were quickly pregnant with our son, Lewis, who is now almost six months and is actually joining us today as well. So, Irony, 
baby babble <laughs> that is our <laughs> joining our podcast. So um, that's a little bit about myself. How about you, Katie? Katie Reisenda, and I'm the baptism coordinator, and I enjoy working with the PSR program also in the Family Life Office. Uh, I've been Catholic my whole life, been raised here in Columbus, right down the street at Christ the King Parish. John and I have been married since 2002 and been members of St. Matthew since 2004. And we have two teenage sons, Ray and Adam, who are 15 and 14. My whole background is in teaching in the Catholic schools and then in pastoral ministry. And I enjoy what I feel is my mission of just journeying in faith with other people, accompanying people as they grow in faith. Beautiful. And I, I've been so blessed, Katie, to be journeying with you for the last couple of years. We're family and you have been a huge blessing to us. And actually, we love having you at St. Matthew. Um, oh. So we're glad that somehow you ended up in Columbus. So the first part of our podcast usually we have a segment called your catholic moment of the week who would like to first share i was privileged to help work with some the second grade psr students this past weekend we had a little mini retreat for them as they're preparing to receive their the sacrament of reconciliation and i was so touched each child got to bring one parent and i was sitting in the back of church and just seeing that, you know, children leaning their heads against the parents or the parents with the arms around the children and, and how they moved through the stations working together and, and to see the parents helping the children learn and prepare was very touching to me. I, I thought that is what this is all about. You know, God is at work here in our parish. Ashley, how about Yeah, my Catholic moment um, actually happened on Monday trying to continue prayer life, um, you know, has been, I think, difficult for many in this time of COVID. And so I had the opportunity to go to adoration on Monday night at St. Catherine's uh, New Adoration Chapel. And I honestly was really hesitant to go. <laughs> and I just wasn't really feeling up to pray. You know what I mean? So um, I, of course, pushed through that, not necessarily wanting to went and it just was so good for me. My husband, Anthony actually stayed home with Lewis. And so I got to go by myself and just being in the presence of the Lord, having that quiet time, having that intimacy with him. I needed it really badly. So that's my, that's my Catholic moment um, from this week. Yeah. Mine's a little bit related and then it's uh, in, has to do with the Eucharist too. Our, um, Exalt group, uh, praise and worship group, uh, had the opportunity to lead music at mass Saturday night. For whatever reason, whenever we are singing at communion time, just that experience of knowing that like we are praying and offering music on behalf of the congregation as they go up to receive Jesus is always just so moving to me. Mm -hmm. um, I, that's one of the times when I just really feel the Holy Spirit present with us. So today our topic is going to be on the season of Advent. We as Catholics are so incredibly blessed that um, we don't have to wait for uh, January 1st to start a new year. This year we get to start our liturgical year 
on November 28th. And I know a lot of us are pretty darn sick of this last year, 2020, and really are looking forward to uh, another year, a turn of the calendar. Mm-hmm. And so Catholics get to do that a little bit earlier than the rest of the world and just get to enter into with a fresh start and an open mindset and put practices in our life to sort of start again and um, allow Christ to make all things new. I've really been thinking this year uh, about Advent and, you know, I think this year we have the opportunity to enter into Advent in a new, maybe deeper way than we have before, maybe to understand a little bit more about what it's about. I was thinking about, you know, our old, the Old Testament, our, the family of faith, you know, before the time of Jesus, literally we're waiting and we're in exile for generations, <laughs> generations, decades. Like, so this year we've been asked to put our lives on hold because of this pandemic. And it's been, you know, wildly inconvenient and disorienting and difficult. If we really try to put it in perspective, not, you know, downplaying or negating, you know, the the difficulties of this year, but our ancestors in faith were waiting generations, (laughs) decades and generations. I, I just keep thinking about that, waiting for the coming of the Messiah, waiting to be, you know, freed from exile and from slavery. And, and as I've read, you know, some of the Old Testament texts again, you know, I can relate to them much more just because of our experience of this year and not knowing, you know, how long, oh Lord, how long will it be until this pandemic is over until I can go back to Walmart, you know, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think so Advent asks us to spend time, you know, thinking about all those generations and generations of people that waited for the coming of the Messiah. Yeah, I was thinking about... um one of the traditions that our family has used the last couple of years, like less 10, 15 years is um, the Jesse tree and how each day of Advent, you are looking at, you know, salvation history from creation until the coming of Christ and how really that's a love story that God was revealing to us. And that love for us doesn't stop at with Christ, like it is ongoing and we have the opportunity to enter into that story now too. And how Christ is the light of the world. He redeems all of creation and how I was even thinking of how, you know, like when we surrender our lives to him or whatever struggle we're having, that he has the ability to turn that around to to redeem it and to make it something that has value and has actually has the opportunity to make us holy. Mm-hmm. I love how you were saying just like kind of combo of what Katie and you, Julie, were just talking about how we do get to enter in more fully because we have experienced in some small 2020 way, this exile from our family, from our friends, from our work, from normalcy, And that it really, when we say like entering in, we basically just put ourselves kind of into that story like you were just mentioning, Julie. We put ourselves there and we make it an offering to the Lord. We make it to a point where we can say, oh, I see, I see, Lord, how good you are because of 
all that you have done for me, all that you, you've saved me, right? And so just bringing back that joy into our lives and not making this 2020 year just this hardship that like stinks. It's something worth offering to the Lord and entering into, into it with him. So I just love that because it kind of really goes along with what Katie was saying with all the generations. We can really place ourselves there with what they went through and then kind of tying it into what, yeah, you were saying, Julie, just entering into that. We, uh, we just had this conversation at our dinner table yesterday <laughs> about the frustration with our plans can't be normal. You know, we can't do this tradition. We're not going to do that tradition and just how, you know, it's hard. And then we, we stopped in our tracks and we were talking about, well, you know, I don't think Mary planned to give birth in a barn and, um, you know, like the, our whole Christmas story that, that we're celebrating and preparing for was, was not the way anyone wanted it to be or expected it to be. You know, the Messiah wasn't going to come as this little baby born in a barn, you know? So if as Christians, we need to embrace that kind of uncertainty and that kind of breakthrough you know god did not come in the way that we thought so i think we're just definitely invited in to enter into that more fully uh this year yeah and that idea of like christ was born in a barn because there was no room for him in bethlehem so how are the ways that we can make room for him in our life so he has a place to be in us so that we receive all the graces and the gifts that he is just waiting to bestow upon us right so that's a great kind of starting point or or reflection point for our Advent. Like, what am I going to do over Advent that can make room in my heart, in my home, in my life for Jesus to be born again and born anew? How am I going to be ready to receive him? How am I going to be ready to encounter him more fully this year? Yeah. So even for myself, I know that this year, well, when it comes to what I've done previously in the past for Advent has not been a ton. my family just growing up, we kind of did our Sunday thing around the table where we lit the Advent candles and the wreath and maybe said a special prayer, but that was kind of it. And I know for myself and my family, just having a young family, I just kind of want to get those traditions started and I'm excited to do that. Well, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but we have this Advent calendar and a Christmas calendar that we've created just to kind of help families along in this Advent journey have something to do. It's pre-planned. And I think that is just going to be a great uh, resource for my family, especially that's already made. And it's just, it's done. And I can look at it each week about what fits into my schedule and what fits into my family's life. We're going to be doing that um, and more details to come here in a bit. But then also on a personal note, I have just really made a decision to kind of enter into my prayer life a little bit better. There is a, last year, I bought this Blessed Is She book. If you've ever heard of Blessed Is She, it's another great Catholic organization. And they made this Advent journal that you kind of read a passage from from the Old Testament, and then it gives a reflection. And I did not do well with it at all last year, but I saved it. (laughs) And I was like, maybe next year I'll do it. And I think that this year is, I think there's a reason why I didn't do it very well last year, because I need it more this year. And I know that I really need to enter into 
this waiting time and just really like we've been talking about, take my time with the Lord. So that's something on a personal note that I'm going to be doing. It's actually called so funny. It's called all the generations, which is Uh, just like, (laughs) it's yeah, it really is perfect. So it's kind of going through that lineage and um, I'm really excited to be able to actually enter into that a little bit more this year. Isn't that the beauty of our liturgical year though, too? Like we go through these seasons again and again and again, and we can enter into them in different ways and we're different, you know, Mm. and we're can encounter God in different ways. I think, Mm. you know, for our family, um, we've had a lot of different Advent traditions. We've done the Jesse tree, but the one that, that I think is most striking is, is, you know, we started when the, the kids were little with the Advent wreath on the dinner table every night and, I would turn out all the lights, you know, before I served the food, we would turn out all the lights and they knew this little song, you know, a Psalm, the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light, you know, that Jesus is our light. So we would sing that little song and light the Advent candle and it would be, you know, the only light. Don't worry about saying the perfect prayer or if you know exactly what you're supposed to say or how you do it. We would sing this little bit of a song and just say, you know, come Lord Jesus, you know, we're waiting for you. There were many times where we didn't read out of a prayer book or have a perfect prayer experience, but we would light that candle and have that moment of just seeing the light come into the darkness. And uh, that, that's been our tradition that we still, we still do, you know, in different forms. This year, we're going to work on using Advent Reflection from Ascension Press, along with some of our friends. You know, we all bought the same one so that we can kind of enter in together. And one of my kids has asked if we could work on praying evening prayer together, the Psalms. And, and it's a great thing, too, to just pray the Psalms of the church. You can get it on an app now, you know, the, the prayer of the church and enter into that, especially because in the latter part of Advent, we have the O antiphons or the, the little verses that say, you know, O come Emmanuel, O root of Jesse, O key of David, all these names of Jesus. And, and uh, those are beautiful to pray toward the end of Advent as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. I can remember past Advents where I was so focused on like making sure that we were only celebrating Advent during Advent and Christmas didn't start until Christmas time and really almost like getting caught up in the logistics of it rather than really entering into relationship with the Lord. I look back now and I realize what a distraction that was. What I really had hoped would be for my family um, rather than focusing on like what the what perfect way is to to celebrate the season, like not listening to Christmas carols until December 24th or whatever. And now I guess I've kind of loosened it up thinking like contemplating and realizing like, what is it that really helps me prepare for Jesus? And it might be listening to Christmas carols, you know, during the whole month of December as I celebrate and prepare my, for Jesus coming Or it might be, you know, holding off a little bit and listening to more Advent type songs, you know, just really being intentional about what it is that really helps me rather than being caught up in the externals. Thinking like, I really want to encourage families to not feel like if they choose to use this resource that we've created, to not get caught up in thinking that they have to do all of it or they have to do it perfectly. That just, you know, whatever you can do, whatever you've 
feel called to do as a family to offer that and to to have that be something that's meaningful and a way of sharing as a family in this time. Right. I think, you know, as I started to mention before, you know, we can be sad, you know, it's okay to be sad about the things we can't do this year, but I think we can, can use the opportunity as well to do some different Advent traditions, to have that time for, you know, an evening prayer together to really maybe listen to a different, you know, religious Christmas song every day and enter into it, you know, and really hear the words. I think maybe just try to use, you know, the Holy Spirit's working, you know, pandemic or not, especially pandemic maybe, (laughs) and asking us to just go about it a little bit differently, make room in our hearts to to welcome Jesus. Um, Information on our program for this year is on our St. Matthew website. I'll also put it in the notes here for the podcast and you'll know how to access um, that, those materials. And we invite you to join us in being together in this time of ongoing waiting and suffering and renewal. And a couple other little notes about joining together. I think as a community, it's just difficult this year because we've been asked not to meet up. And in addition to the resources that we've made for each week for this Advent resource, there is also a Facebook group that we are we are doing. We actually used it for our summer adventure. If you'd like to be a part of this Facebook group, um, this is just where we can kind of see each other, see what you're doing at home, share, enjoy with one another through the seasons. Um, So we'd be happy to add you or you you can search in Facebook, uh, St. Matthew Advent and Christmas, um, and it'll probably pop up for you. But let us know if you want to be a part of that group. And we'll also be doing some prizes along the way, actually, which I think is just a nice little fun addition to the season. So each week as you post, that'll be one entry and we'll kind of do a random shuffle and we'll kind of draw out of a hat a winner for each week. So as we go along through the Advent season and Christmas season, somebody or some family is going to receive a prize, which is just super fun too, I think. I agree. I always like a little added incentive. Yes. Personally. So the final segment of our podcast is the St. Matthew shout out. And my shout out this week is to the Julia Greeley Committee. We're a group that formed in response to reading U.S. Bishop pastoral letter on the sin of racism open wide our hearts. I'm just grateful that for the people that are a part of that group and for our ongoing prayers and efforts. Who wants to go next? I can. My shout out is to John Rathburn, actually, who is the principal at St. Matthew, and he has just been doing such an awesome job. It's his first year with a pandemic, (laughs) and I just think that he has been supporting his staff and faculty so well um, during a time that I think all teachers are super overwhelmed and are looking for leadership. So I just applaud him, and thank you, John, for what you've been doing for our community and for our school. My shout out is to our men and women and children who are in the RCIA program or who are coming into the church. I know we have some people who are going to be received into the church on December 13th and others at the Easter Vigil. I have the privilege of working with a handful of uh, young people, school-aged children who are, are preparing to receive the sacraments and come into the church. So they just inspire me, and I'm so glad this time when we can't gather as much as usual that they're being led by the Holy Spirit, and we welcome them and are glad they're with us. Well, thanks, ladies, for joining me this week. It's been a pleasure, as always, to hang out with you, and that's this week's St. Matthew Moment. Mm-hmm.